Dr. Diane Haspel-Johnson on hypnosis, subtitled Naturally Occurring Hypnosis, an Alternative Health Tools podcast, where together we discover and share alternative health tools and resources from alternative healthcare practitioners and experts. Visit the episode program notes right there on your mobile device or go to alternativehealthtools.com, episode 99, and get your free video and ebook titled The Three Biggest Things That Cause Sleep Problems and The One Thing You Can Do by 3 p.m. Today to Sleep Better. We now bring you Diane Haspel Johnson. Welcome to Alternative Health Tools. I'm Lisa Victoria, your co-host, and today we're joined by Dr. Diane, and we're talking about hypnosis and self-care with an emphasis on sleep. Dr. Diane is a licensed psychologist, hypnotherapist, and a somatic experiencing practitioner. So welcome, Diane. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. It's a pleasure to be here. I am a big fan of this podcast, so I am so honored to be with you. And I'm so excited to have you. Thank you for reaching out and um, yeah, saying that you would come on the podcast because I've talked to you off air and I know this is going to be amazing. So today we're talking about hypnosis and self-care with an emphasis on sleep. And I can't wait to hear about what you've got to tell us. So before we get into the detail, would you just like to tell us a little bit more about you and your journey and how you got to do the amazing work that you do today? Yeah, I would love to. You know, I, I started out um, in a family of healers, uh, doctors, and psychologists, and so I had a background sort of in mind-body, but I really kind of moved away from that. I had, a, I had a lot of chronic health issues, fibromyalgia, and very severe chronic sleep issues, and a lot of sort of infections, and fatigue, and digestive issues, and severe allergies and sort of you name it, chronic pain. So I really suffered a lot. And by the time I was 16, went sort of from doctor to doctor. And I, I had certain things that would get better and certain things that would get worse. And it was, it was a very scary time, actually, uh, from 16 onward for about a decade. And um, I went to a design school. I went to Rhode Island School of Design, actually. I started out as a fashion designer And then I kind of struggled a little bit with that, not really being happy and sort of searching. I think a lot of young people do. Mm -hmm. And, and then realized after I started working in the, in the design field that I wasn't happy and switched and decided to go get a PhD in psychology. And while I was in graduate school and my health issues kept getting worse and worse, I discovered hypnosis. I had a professor who trained me in hypnosis and it was really a game changer for me. I um, I was pretty desperate. And the day after my basic training, I didn't know what else to do. And so I just started doing self-hypnosis. And because at that time, I had worked with my stepfather, who is a holistic internist, allergist, immunologist. I was working with him in his, in his practice with patients. And so I knew a lot about uh, my own physical issues and about immunology and certain aspects of physiology. And so I just started doing self-hypnosis 
using that knowledge base and my health completely turned around. I mean, it was really like someone flipped a switch. And so that's what led me to a passion with the hypnosis. And I started working with patients in his office and we were able to see changes in their, a lot of their physical conditions, their sleep dramatically changed, their anxiety changed, but also their allergy skin tests changed and their blood tests changed and their blood pressure and their need for medication. And we could log it. So I was very fortunate in that way. And that's, that's such an amazing journey, isn't it, that you've been on? And yeah. you go from college, you know, in the fashion industry to then being a psychologist. It's it's sometimes crazy how life works out. But I, I'm a firm believer in what they say, don't they? When the student's ready, the teacher will appear. And I think in your case, and, you know, the hypnotherapy and the self-hypnosis, which I can't wait to talk about today because a lot of people think of hypnotherapy as going to see someone and that's not always the case is it and that's what I love about what we talked about off the show is you know we can empower people to do that self-hypnosis can't we and we're going to talk a bit more about that today but thank you for sharing your story it's a wonderful journey you've been on and it sounds like you help so many people now with a multitude of you know health complaints and quite often people don't know where to turn. And I think there's a lot of people out there probably thinking, well, actually, I can relate to your story. I've had those pains and those trials and tribulations with my health. And, you know, if it just helps one person out there, then it's amazing work, isn't it? Yeah, you know, I think you and I um, really have that in common of having gone through this that's that kind of suffering and I, i'm sure a lot of the listeners also have gone through that or are suffering and you know of course the last thing you want to do when you're suffering like that and going from doctor to doctor and having people either tell you it's all in your head or they don't know what to do with you or they don't yeah. see something or they've never seen anything like it all of those things you know, the last thing you want to do is to keep going to another doctor you want to get on with your life right you you really want to just move forward and have some tools and feel empowered and feel more in control. And for me, uh, hypnosis and teaching people self-hypnosis has done that. I've never found something that empowers people in the way that teaching them self-hypnosis does because it's something that I think it's so natural. In, in most cases, almost everybody can learn it. It's something that occurs naturally. So it's just about tapping into that. And when people learn it, it changes their health and it changes their life because they're able to, you know, they're able to use their own resources. They're able to use their own perceptions and direct their thoughts and direct their attention in a way that can be really transformative. That's amazing, isn't it? And it's that word, isn't it? It's transformative. And that's what most people are looking for. And like you say, you know, they go to one health practitioner to another and they can then start losing hope, can't they? Because nothing's working, nothing's helping. And it is that transformation people are looking for and the work that you do clearly supports with that. So let's talk about self-hypnosis and let's bust some myths, shall we? Because I know there's a lot of people out there who think about hypnosis and think about maybe stage hypnosis. So let's talk about the difference between that um, stage hypnosis and the hypnosis and the self-hypnosis you do. And perhaps we can touch on, you know, the differences with meditation as well. Right. Great questions. Um, Yeah, I think a lot of people, unfortunately, because of sort of entertainment, either they've seen stage hypnosis or they've seen it in the media, 
And um, it's not to say that that isn't hypnosis, but uh, anyone who's licensed in the healthcare field, like I am, knows that you want to use a tool that's powerful like hypnosis in an ethical way, meaning in a way that really supports the um, the person towards a treatment goal. You know, the, one of the, the big differences in my mind between meditation or different, even different forms of meditation and hypnosis is that meditation is really a state of sort of beingness, right? That's the goal is to just have non, sort of a non-attachment, a state of just being present in the moment or being present with yourself, which is a beautiful thing. Um, hypnosis as a therapeutic tool has that also as a goal, except that there's also another, at least one other treatment goal. So in my case, for example, it was working with my health issues. Sometimes I've had people who come in and they want to focus on just experiencing more joy or mm-hmm. more wellness, or, um, you know, sometimes that can be, it can be uh, changing their weight or changing their eating habits or fear of flying. I mean, there's a lot of different mm-hmm. uses for it. Whereas with stage hypnosis or hypnosis that's really used in the media, it's really for entertainment. So of course the people who are, are willing to get up on stage have an openness to mm-hmm. having that experience and um, performing and doing something funny. They're open to that. So for example, when I was a student and I was first really exposed to hypnosis and I went to a, um, a stage show I had no openness to that experience of being up on stage and acting like a chicken or whatever. And so I didn't have any, you know, the, 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 I didn't have any experience of it. The, the stage hypnotist tries to sort of hypnotize everybody at once to see who's going to, you know, raise their arm or have a, you know, arm levitation kind of thing. And they're going to bring those people up on stage to sing like Elvis somebody is going is is not having any experience of that they're not going to bring that person up because it's not going to be a good show yeah. so um that's they're really targeting people who are open in a certain way when someone comes into my office or when i'm teaching people self hypnosis through some online tools it's really about uh helping people to tap into their natural hypnotic abilities and direct those and utilize those in a way that can help them heal themselves. You know, of course, the body has so much power. We don't always know how to tap into that. Yes. Right? So it's really about teaching people how to do that, how to direct their perceptions, shift their minds, and, um, and relax in certain ways that enhance their natural power and skills. That makes and sense. I, I, I just picking up on what you said there it's about that self-healing and having that health goal isn't it and being able to use that self-hypnosis to support with that health goal because the meditation's great as you say for being in the present but what I'm hearing from you is self-hypnosis takes it to a whole new level to support with managing towards health goals is that correct yeah and I mean and I mean I think a lot of goals but I particularly focus on the the health the mental health and physical health And one of the reasons that I think that hypnosis is quite different from meditation and from really nearly anything else that I've ever come across is that it has this unique way 
of bridging the conscious and the unconscious minds. Mm-hmm. So it's really a bridge state. It's really something that is moving back and forth between those realms. It's not the same as sleep. It's not the same as being um, just uh, awake and having a dialogue, maybe like we are now. But it is a way of having those realms kind of communicate. So you sort of are in this are able to move back and forth in a way that I don't think, I mean, I certainly have never found anything else that's similar. And, and from a brain perspective, there is actually a difference there in um, meditation. It seems that in the studies that they've done in the brain studies, it's, and in the, you know, EEGs looking at that kind of activity of the brain waves, what they've found is, is that meditation is more of an alpha state. That's a sort of, relaxation state, mm-hmm. whereas hypnosis tends to move more into theta, which is a slower wave of the brain. And actually, it's a brain wave that shows up in some of the slower stages of sleep. So I think that's why it's effective for sleep. And that's also why you're moving into different realms. And there's also different activity and activation in the brain. So um For example, there's an area of the brain that gets activated in hypnosis, which interestingly is the same area of the brain that gets activated in um, in some of the the more severe states of anxiety or the the OCD, you know, obsessive compulsive Mm -hmm. states. Except that when it gets activated in those anxiety states it's quite rigid the way that it moves through the neural pathways. Whereas with hypnosis, it's almost the exact opposite. It's 180 degrees. So it's, it's more about the flexibility and tapping into sort of the, those intuitive parts of the brain, the parts of the brain that um, have sort of imagination. And um, so there's, there's neuroplasticity that's occurring with hypnosis. So it's very powerful in that way. So what we're saying here is we're working on a different brainwave. We're working on that um, theta brainwave, which is a different wave to when we're in the alpha state and the beta state when we're conscious, I guess, isn't it? Mm -hmm. And for people who aren't so familiar with the different stages of brainwaves, basically there's the conscious state and then as we go through more to the unconscious state to sleep, isn't there? Right. And as the brain kind of quietens down, that's where we can then start to get into that healing, isn't it? So that's right. self-care, that's self-healing. So I'm fascinated by this conversation already, and I'm sure <laughs> our listeners are, and they're probably thinking, oh, wow, gosh, you know, how can this help me and how can I do it? So self-hypnosis, so oh, I've got so many questions. Where should we go next? So if there's someone out there who's thinking, well, is this for me? Who is it for and who can practice self-hypnosis? You know, I think most people have the ability to learn self-hypnosis. There are certain populations or people, certain uh, people with certain experiences or disorders where I would say they're really best off working with a practitioner one-on-one. If someone has post-traumatic stress disorder and has flashbacks or a dissociative disorder, you know, hallucinations or schizophrenia, something Mm -hmm. like that, then or, you know, some very severe trauma, then I would suggest that they find a licensed healthcare practitioner who also specializes in hypnosis or some other type of um, 
you know, somatic experiencing or some other type of trauma resiliency technique. But for most people, you know, hypnosis occurs naturally. And we mm-hmm. all, a lot of people say to me, well, I don't know if I can be hypnotized. And one thing I want the listeners to understand is, is that being uh, hypnotized doesn't mean that you're going to do everything that the person is going to say. It ha- has a lot to do with how open you are to the experience and um, how much you trust the person you're working with. So when I teach people self-hypnosis, I, I teach people, a lot of my private practice clients self-hypnosis, but I also have online tools. I, I spent a couple of years actually building them. And the reason for that is, is I wanted to be very careful and ethical and responsible in the way that I laid it out so that people really understand what, what it is, what this tool is, and how they can use it and feel really strong and empowered. And so I have two videos that come in the set and I have um, an ebook that really mm-hmm. lays it out. So it's a guidebook and there's seven audios in most of the sets that I have and in, in the sleep set. And I, what I want people to understand is, is that we go in and out of hypnosis all the time. So for example, if you're walking along, you know, the beach or the seashore and um, you hear the sound of the rippling water or the waves, and you just feel calmer and calmer, like all of your you know worries for that moment kind of melt away, that's really moving into a hypnotic state naturally. Or, you know, if you're driving on the highway and listening to music and lost in thought, and before you know it, this hour-long drive, you know, as you're at your, your exit, you're you know, and it feels like it's been five minutes. That mm-hmm. time distortion is something that sometimes happens with hypnosis also. So the sense of being absorbed in whatever experience you're having, whether that's a, a pleasant conversation or mm-hmm. whether that's a watching a sporting a, event or a concert or listening to music or reading a book mm-hmm. or playing a computer game, you know, spending an hour on... Instagram swiping right and and it feels like five minutes that absorption is one of the characteristics of hypnosis and um, the sense of just time distortion or involuntariness like it's just kind of you know it's happening you're just kind of driving along there on automatic pilot you don't have to think about it those kinds of things are things that um, that are part of the hypnotic state so when people think what if I can't be hypnotized? What if it doesn't work for me? I sort of say to them, well, it's really about tapping into what's already there. It's really Mm -hmm. about using skills that you already have. And they're sort of a superpower, really, if you learn how to use them and how to tap into them and how to use it sort of as a meditation on a daily basis. And I think that can be very healing. And as you've been talking now, I can totally relate to what you've been saying. You know, I've walked along the beaches in California. I've walked along the beaches in Wales. And I have, thinking about it now, entered into that hypnotic state. But I'd never considered that as a hypnotic state before. But it's that complete calmness and just being. And oh, it's just so peaceful, isn't it? And then, like you say, you know, whether you're just having a lovely conversation with somebody... I've experienced everything that you've talked about and it really resonates with me. So I'm sure that resonates a lot with um, our listeners. 
and I guess we accidentally like you say you know we kind of it's naturally occurring we go in and out of it all of the time without even knowing that we're practicing self-hypnosis but what I love about your guided self-hypnosis and I downloaded your ebook and you know I've had the pleasure of listening to your beautiful voice (laughs) and I used it the other night to go to sleep and it was just so soothing and so relaxing and that's what I love about this is that whether you are naturally doing it by walking along the beachfront or whether you are consciously looking to do it by listening to a guided audio, you know, by yourself or by another practitioner out there, it's being able to, as you say, tap into what we have naturally and what we can access naturally to work with ourselves to heal, I guess, and support our health. Right, exactly. I'm so happy that you listened and that you enjoyed them. You know, um, one of the things, because hypnosis is a bridge state, right, between the conscious and unconscious, is that in those, the sleep set that, um, that you have and that, that's available online, I, I took a lot of care to sort of create an, um, stories or metaphors, use metaphors that the unconscious understands that really give a nod to sleep architecture and understanding what we're dealing with. So in those self-hypnosis audios, you know, um, I, I really was looking at how people move into the stages of sleep, particularly the deeper stages of sleep where you get the the deepest rest and from the REM to the non-REM sleep. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there are a lot of different metaphors that we can use. I might use a different set of metaphors if I was working with something like fear of flying or if I was working with, I don't know, something like, um, you know, smoking cessation is one that people mm-hmm. often think about. And when you're working with something like sleep, I think it's just so important to think about what the brain does, what the, the endocrine system does, what happens with heart rate and breathing and all of those things. And so since, you know, I'm the one thinking about those in the, in the design of those, that allows the listener to not have to think quite so much about it and to really learn the skill of listening to those audios, understanding what hypnosis and self-hypnosis are and how they can be used and how they occur naturally and how you can tap into them. And my goal is, is that the more people listen to those kinds of self-hypnosis audios and understand what it is that they're doing, the more they can be self-sufficient about it. And I think when we are educated about things and we understand them, right, that empowers us, that, that helps us to incorporate those things into our own lives. And then I have found that that changes people's lives across the board. So when people work with the self-hypnosis for sleep, they tell me that they automatically have less anxiety and that they feel healthier and that their bodies get stronger and their energy mm-hmm. during the day is better and, um, and that they feel more confident they're more productive and their relationships get better. And so that's really the goal, isn't it? Is to provide people with tools mm-hmm. and resources so that they feel empowered and truly able to reach their potential. Of course, and it's a beautiful, it's a beautiful ripple effect, isn't it? Like you've just mm-hmm. described there is when they start using your self, um, you know, hypnosis for sleep, it has a ripple effect into other areas of their life. So the next day they're feeling more energized. They might 
choose different foods their relationships gets better their mental clarity gets better and it's a beautiful ripple effect that can you know it can have on people's lives so I guess if you know someone out there is thinking well I'm, I'm I sleep fine and I haven't really got anything going on how can self-hypnosis support people and how often should people be doing it just generally to look after their, you know, as a self-care regime? I have been doing self-hypnosis every day for 25 years. And wow. I think at the most, I've probably missed 10 times. I mean, I, I do it every day. And the thing about that is, is, you know, for me, I had really severe health issues. And of course, along with that anxiety and you know, my to-do list and my busyness and, and spinning thoughts before I would go to sleep and all of that. So when I started doing self-hypnosis, it dramatically changed things pretty quickly, actually. My sleep is great now and it has been since then. Uh, you know, I mean, of course, everybody has a bad night here and there, but mm-hmm. for the most part, my sleep is great and my health is great. And um, I feel very blessed about that transformation. But I still do the self-hypnosis why? Because I find that just the quality of my sleep is better. My energy is better. And also something really interesting happened when I started doing regular self-hypnosis and self-care in that way, which is, is that I noticed that because I was connecting with myself mm-hmm. every day in that way, I created this space right where I was doing my self-hypnosis. And to me, I thought, well, even if I don't want to, some days I was like, oh, I'm busy. I don't want to do it. And I just thought, well, if I can't take 20 minutes to just be present with myself, mm-hmm. where I don't have any obligation, and it's just really about me connecting with myself, if I can't do that, something is wrong. Something's wrong yeah. with this picture. Yeah. I need to be able to prioritize myself in that way. It's just 20 minutes. I mean, for some people, I say, fine, do 10 minutes. You know, the recordings I've made, as you know, there's a range from you know, eight minutes is the shortest in that set and 30 minutes is the longest. And that 30 minute one is really just for when going to sleep. But my feeling about that is when I connect with myself in that way, I feel like I have better judgment in the Mm -hmm. choices that I make. So my energy is stronger. If something is a little off, if a relationship seems a little off, I'm just faster in knowing that and knowing what to do about it. And I'm more, I'm just more productive. So like, for example, one thing that I noticed almost right away when I started doing self-hypnosis was that like, sometimes if I would do my self-hypnosis in the afternoon and I, and I sort of was, you know, adamant with myself, I have to do this in the afternoon. I have to take care of myself because I of course had all these problems. And, um, and then I would think, I don't really want to, I'm fine. I just need to get my work done. And then I do it. And then I afterwards, I would be like, wow, I feel so much better. I didn't even realize how tired I was. I didn't even realize how stressed I was. And then I think, you know what? Now I feel great. Now I'm really looking forward to my plans for the evening. Mm -hmm. Or alternately, I might think, um, wow, I didn't realize how stressed and exhausted I was. I was, I really, I don't feel like I want to go out tonight. I don't feel like I want to do that thing. Let me see if I can rearrange my schedule. Feeling yes. kind of burnt out. And and so I realized that I was a lot of times riding on my adrenals mm-hmm. and I didn't even know it. And so the hypnosis, yes. the self-hypnosis actually has helped me 
throughout my life to be much more in touch with myself and what's really important to me and to be in healthier relationships and environments and things like that. It's so interesting you talk about, you know, the adrenals and we're talking about self self-care here. With my patients this morning in the doctor's surgery, we were talking exactly about that. Are you mm. running off adrenaline and anxiety or are you running off self-care and self-love? And one of the things that's been a common theme all day for me today is that, and actually I've, I've done a video that I've put on my social media about this, <laughs> so it's really funny we're talking about this now, is that actually when we're running off adrenaline and anxiety, it becomes our new norm and we think we're okay. But we don't realize until we take that step out, like you say, if I can't take 20 minutes out for my own self-care and self-love, then there's something wrong. So it's all automatically alarm bells, isn't it, that you're mm-hmm. running off adrenaline or anxiety. And what I'm hearing from you here is that, you know, that self-care, that self-practice every day is really important for us to balance all areas of our life to make sure that we can make those informed decisions so actually I'm not really feeling for going out for dinner tonight so I'll reschedule or actually that relationship's a little bit out of balance that that needs a little bit more care and attention and one of the things I've picked up on what you said is you know self-hypnosis can be something that is either reactive or proactive so when you started your journey it was very reactive to your symptoms and it was you know something that took you on your journey but now you use it in a proactive way to stay healthy. I love that. I hadn't ever thought about it in that way, but I think you're absolutely right. And I think that's such a a great model for the listeners. I'm going to borrow it when I'm talking to people because I think it's it's awesome to think of it that way. And um, that's a great goal, right? To move ourselves into um, that proactive place Mm. and out of a reactive place. And that's a, I think that's such a helpful Thing for people to maybe think about in their experiences, in, in, even on a daily basis or in a moment when they're making a decision, am I, am I making this decision reactively or proactively? Yeah. And of course, we always want to be in a proactive place as much as we can, because then we're in a, we have a calmer state of mind and we can consider our options more as opposed to feeling like we're being pushed in a direction or that we have to rescue ourselves. It's just much harder on the nervous system and it just doesn't feel as good. And I think that as people use self-care tools, incorporate things like self-hypnosis into their lives, they can spot those differences more and more, right? And they can be in more proactive places more often. And I I think that's one of the most important things here because quite often when I see patients or clients, they come to me when something's gone wrong. Mm-hmm. And I just wish they'd come to me six months, 12 months earlier right. when those alarm bells were going off with their health because it's it's a lot more um, challenging to resolve health conditions when you're mm-hmm. working from a reactive position rather than a proactive position. And I think being in that proactive state is your, that self-care is enhanced. So you're then giving yourself the best chance of something not going, you know, something going wrong, aren't you really? You, right. you want to avoid something going wrong. So I love the fact that self-hypnosis can be part of people's daily practice to support their health. And even if they haven't got anything going on, what a great tool to use to support the strength of their health, to keep them in that, you know, really good place with their mind and their body and, and that connection. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's really all about um, 
us using the resources that we have. And, and I think that builds confidence, right? Taking that time, yeah. you can feel really good about yourself when you take that, that little bit of time every day and feel like you're carving it out just for yourself and that it's, it's from a place of prioritizing yourself. You know, I feel, I feel very proud of the fact that I do that and have done that, this for so long, you know, and day by day it builds up and um, it gives me a lot of confidence in the choices that I make for myself of knowing are these, am I making these choices because these are the choices that are expected of me or am I making these choices because this is what's really true and right for me. And it comes back to that self-respect and the respecting of your own time as well and protecting mm-hmm. it, doesn't it? Because if we don't do that and we're too busy looking after other people, then, you know, we can then, you know, become vulnerable to, you know, the outside world, can't we? And then that's when things start going wrong if we don't, you know, practice that self-respect and, and pr- protecting our time. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and um, I know we were going to talk about this a bit later, but I have some resources that are actually free resources on um, my website that uh, there's a, a ebook and video called The Three Biggest uh, Problems with Sleep and the One Thing You Can Do by 3 p.m. Today to Sleep Better that really walks people through some of the things, you know, some, to some degree, some of the sleep hygiene things. But there's also my favorite thing that people can do and start incorporating in right away to support their sleep and also just to support themselves in their life. And I actually created, um, as you know, a special link that's for the show and for you, just www.selfhypnosisforhealingsleep.com forward slash Lisa Victoria. And um, if people go through that link, they can download their free video and ebook. It is such an amazing ebook and video. I've downloaded it. I've used it myself. And there's some really good top tips in there, really easy to follow. And it is just about empowering people, isn't it, to take back control and giving them easy access to learning about self-hypnosis because you explain it beautifully in that ebook and in that video. And it's not a big, scary thing. It's something <laughs> really easy to do and the benefits are amazing, aren't they? So maybe we should talk a little bit about the benefits now um, for the listeners so they can understand what they're going to get from self-hypnosis. Yeah, um, I, I, I really think, you know, there's a lot of studies that have shown the way that hypnosis and self-hypnosis support actually the immune system, support healing, even in studies that have been done on surgeries and hospital stays, the hospital stays move from something like, you know, five days under normal circumstances down to like two days when someone's been doing self-hypnosis. It helps with sleep and, and there's some really good studies. Actually, there's a study that even came out this past January of 2020 on uh, the benefits of hypnosis and sleep and, um, of course, with helping shift pain so there's less pain. I mean, there's all kinds of great benefits that people can get. But but um, I was thinking, I know you and I talked a little bit about this, but maybe we can, I can walk the listeners just through a little, maybe not so much of a hypnosis, but more of a, a guided meditation that they can, we can all 
two together for just a couple minutes right now, and that then they can practice. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Okay. So I, I just am going to invite the listeners to, you can have their eyes open or closed, up to them, and um, and to just take a little time to just feel their bodies, feel your body, and just maybe set an intention to relax, and just notice that sort of pleasant feeling that sometimes comes from relaxation or even from tiredness. The feeling of sort of that weight, the gravity, sort of pulling down and and just feeling the muscles and the body and its presence. And as you're feeling your body, sort of dropping down, Just notice the chair or the cushions or the bed supporting you, supporting the weight, the heaviness of your limbs and of your body, of your back, your feet. And it's almost as though that chair or those cushions or that bed, that sofa, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, whatever it is that's holding you, it's almost as though it's lifting up to support you. And just notice that. You might notice the points of contact your body to that support and the way that you can just settle in and drop down even a little more feeling that that support is lifting up to hold you to catch you and there's this meeting the settling in of your body so that your muscles can relax and the lifting up of that support. And just allow yourself to feel the relief. The relief of feeling held You might notice just how the mind and the thoughts can also drop down and quiet. You might entertain the idea, the thought, that even after this, as you move about your day, you might notice more and more in your life the way you can settle into your body 
and just drop down into your body like you're doing now and be supported, safe and secure by wherever you are and whatever you're doing, by the ground beneath your feet as you walk, as the earth is supporting you, or it might be a chair that you're sitting in at work that has your back. You might notice this more and more. And you might notice tonight when you close your eyes to go to sleep how the mind is supported by the quiet of the night might focus again on your body and the weight, solidness and the safety and support of the bed reaching up to contain the moment and let you sleep. And so just take a breath now and on the exhale, your eyes are closed, open them or otherwise just look around just being back in the space and feeling how the space is supporting you. And just take this into the night, tonight, when you're lying in your bed, whatever you need. And just let us know, maybe in the comments or in the show notes, let us know, send us an email and let us know how it supports you and how this works. Wow. That was phenomenal. Thank you. Oh, great. I feel so relaxed now. I just For our listeners out there, I just went through that exercise with you and, oh, gosh, I just feel... Yay! (laughs) Nice and balanced and calm and grounded again. So thank you. That was beautiful. And you've got such a beautiful voice when you do your um, self-hypnosis, your guided self-hypnosis. It's a beautiful voice to listen to. So thank you. Thank you. That's the ultimate compliment. Mm. Yeah, it's very soothing and uh, very reassuring to know that you're held in a very safe place. Oh, thank you. Well, I, I, um, yeah, I would love if the the listeners um, enjoyed that. You know, they can obviously send you um, a note and let them know, or um, they can also easily find me. I have my Instagram is just Dr. Diane H J, so it's D R D Y A N H J, and I actually do a Tuesday sleep tip. So every Tuesday, I put out a little um, one minute video with a little sleep tip, and um, I'm always happy to have the listeners give a little comment and let me know if they like this or if they like some of the other ones and what's helpful. I'm always eager to hear. That's so amazing. And that's so kind of you for, you know, giving those sleep tips away every Tuesday. And I'm sure the listeners will be following you on Instagram. And if they wanted to get in touch with you via your website, it's Dr. Diane, D-R-D-Y-A-N.com. Yep. 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 Mm -hmm. And then they can get in contact with you there. Um, it's been an absolute pleasure. I've loved learning about self-hypnosis and, and like you say, you know, the difference between meditation, stage hypnosis, self-hypnosis and the benefits that it can have to anybody and everybody, no matter what they've got going on, whether it's just they want some quiet time or whether they've got something 
that they want to focus on with their health and and like you say if they've got something a little bit more complex going on they can reach out to a practitioner like yourself to work with you on a one-to-one basis but I love the fact that you've made the self-hypnosis so accessible to people and I've certainly enjoyed experiencing it so thank you from the bottom of my heart for sharing that with us and yeah I just know you're, you're doing an amazing job so thank you very much for sharing your gift with the world. Oh, thank you. That's so kind. And it's really been such a pleasure to speak with you and to be on such an amazing podcast. I I love all of the resources that you are constantly offering to the listeners. So I'm, I'm, I'm just very happy to be part of it. Thank you. It's a pleasure to have you with us today. So any lasting thoughts that you want to leave with our listeners or any, any you know, top tips you want to give them before we, we leave? You know, just really that um, I know it sounds so simple and it's not always so, so simple, but really I think to all of the listeners, you really deserve the time to just be with yourself. And I know sometimes that can be hard to find the time or to be with yourself, but you really do deserve that. Every one of the listeners, every person is a really special person who has something to offer. And I think when we all connect with ourselves, we can really reach our potential and be our best and healthiest selves and come up with deep wisdom because that, that, that true knowing, that true inner voice is sort of a still and quiet voice. And so I, I really encourage people to take the time on a daily basis to carve out even just five minutes, one minute you know, 10 minutes, 20 minutes, whatever it is, to really be present with yourself because I think that you'll find that you make healthier choices for yourself and you feel more confident and happier and hope more hopeful. And, um, and if someone does need help, I really encourage them to reach out and, and find a qualified person, but otherwise to maybe look into learning some self-care tools like self-hypnosis to really empower yourselves. What an amazing wrap-up to the show. You, you've said it so beautifully. And yeah, like you say, everybody deserves it. And when they connect back with themselves, that's when the magic happens and they can reach mm. their potential. So what a beautiful way to wrap up the show. Thank you so much for being with us. It's been a pleasure. So I'm Lisa Victoria. I am your host, co-host from the UK for Alternative Health Tools. And if you like what you've heard today, please do share it with your friends and family. And we do have um, access to our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, or anywhere else that you get your podcasts from. Until next time, take care.